Today's reading is taken from Ephesians chapter 2, and it's verses 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were, by nature, deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is the word of the Lord. So our reading this morning, thank you Colin, came from Ephesians and that's one of the letters that Paul wrote um, to the churches. Um, Paul is totally committed to following Jesus. Um, he wants to spread the gospel and that makes him bold. And he doesn't um, hold his punches when he wants to get his message across. And I think that's possible to see in that message that we heard this morning. Let's start with the first verse from our reading. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions. Now, other translations have slightly different words, so I've picked out two different um, versions of that first verse. At one time, you were like a dead person because of the things you did wrong and your offences against God. And another one, corpses, dead in life, buried by transgressions. So those are pretty strong and not very complimentary words from Paul and actually quite hard to hear. So he talks about being dead and buried in our sins, but surely he's talking here about really serious sins, really major things. 
Well, the Old Testament word for sin was a word that meant to miss. Now, that could either be when you lose your way or when you miss the mark. And the mark in question is the mark put there by God. And when we think about that, then I certainly have no defense. I know I have missed the mark all the time. And let's face it, I think we've all missed God's mark. A few weeks ago, at the beginning of this series, Jess talked to us about Jesus being our friend, and she told that familiar story of Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector in Jericho, uh, a much-hated man. And Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus, who was arriving, so he climbed up the sycamore tree to get a better view. And as Jesus walked past, Jesus looked up, saw Zacchaeus, called him by name, and invited himself round to Zacchaeus' house, as Jess put it, for tea. Luke tells us then of a remarkable change that occurred in Zacchaeus' heart after he had spent some time with Jesus. Look, Lord, said Zacchaeus, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And it seemed to me, as I heard Jess tell that story, that at that moment, Zacchaeus became alive. I could imagine him, big smile all over his face, laughing fit to burst, happiness oozing from every pore. He had suddenly become alive. And from that moment on, he was a different man. He was back on the right path and aiming for the mark. And I like to think that long after Jesus left Jericho, Zacchaeus smiled every time he walked past that sycamore tree because that reminded him of the day his life had changed. So hard question now. In what sense were we dead? Well, before we knew Jesus, there may have been more than a little bit of pride. I can remember feeling very self-sufficient, thinking that I could do everything in my own strength. We may have been kidding ourselves that there was no mark to miss. Maybe we were ungrateful, not acknowledging to whom and what we owed. Perhaps we were not bothering to seek or communicate or develop a relationship with God, not asking him for help for ourselves and others, unless, of course, we were in a really difficult situation. We weren't listening out for God's voice. We weren't looking for his interventions in our life. And perhaps most sadly of all, we were unaware of God's great love for us. C.S. Lewis said, the world is a great sculptor's shop. 
We are the statues. And there's a rumor going around the shop that some of us are one day going to come alive. Let's look at the next few verses in Ephesians, and this time I'm going to be reading from the message. It wasn't so long ago that you were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. You let the world, which doesn't know the first thing about living, tell you how to live. We all did it, all of us, doing what we felt like doing when we felt like doing it, all of us in the same boat. And when I read that, um, that translation, that the sentence that really sort of resonated with me was, you let the world which doesn't know the first thing about living tell you how to live. You know, the ways of the world may seem very attractive. Its aim is for money and more money and status and more status. But so many rich and famous people have said, when you get to the top, there's nothing there. So if not the world, who does know about living? Who can change the way we think and behave? And who can rescue us from this empty life of sin? Well, thankfully, Paul has got the answer. And he brings us those two great words, but God. And you know, it was only doing the preparation for this talk that I started to realize how often those words, but God, come up in the Bible at pretty crucial moments. And I did a really quick search in my NIV Bible and came up with over 60 hits for but God. So I've challenged myself to do some studies on but God and where it occurs in the Bible. Um, you can do a Google search and they'll come up. Um, maybe you can join me in doing that study or get your life group perhaps um, to do that. But where were we? Yes, we were mired in that old stagnant life of sin. But God, immense in mercy and with an incredible love, embraced us. He took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. Who knows about living? Jesus does. Judah Smith, in his book on Jesus, said, Jesus is the only man who ever truly lived because sin had no hold on him. It's sin that sucks the life out of our existence. And Jesus made the way for us to get back to truly living. And Paul goes on to tell, it, tell us in that reading in Ephesians that saving is all God's idea. It's all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. So to be clear, we have not contributed to our salvation. Not one tiny bit. It's beyond us. Jesus did it all for us.
And we must be wary of this idea of salvation by works, believing God only loves us when we work hard. And that idea can sometimes creep in, um, sometimes when we don't expect it to. And I recall a quote from Bill Hybels many years back. He said, religion is spelt D-O, do. Christianity is spelt D-O-N-E, done. One endlessly works to earn love, and the other simply receives it. This is what we call grace and mercy. This is what we call great love and good news. This is our God. As far as God is concerned, we are all works of creation, works of art, and now we have come alive in Jesus. It turns out the rumors in the sculptor's shop were true. And this new life means we can walk and talk with God. It puts life into everything we do. Our prayers are living prayers. Our worship is alive and brings glory to God. And because we are living, we may grow and change. If you have never asked Jesus into your life, if you would like to become fully alive and, and set free to go on this amazing adventure with Jesus, please do speak to someone before you leave this morning, whether it's the person you're sitting next to or someone that you have seen up at the front, the prayer ministry team. I'd like to invite the band to come back up now. And I'd like to ask if any of you can recall what Guy talked about last Sunday. Do you remember he spoke about us being able to be in two places at once? In our reading this morning, Paul said, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. You know, in ways we can't fully understand, we are very closely linked to heaven. We can be in two places at once. Heaven isn't only our future home, it's our home already. We are citizens of heaven, on secondment if you like, but we don't need to impress others, we don't even need to impress God. We are God's children and his workmanship. He has given us a place in heaven and we can be there in a heartbeat. All we have to do is turn the eyes of our heart towards him. Call on his name. Listen for that still small voice and rest in his presence. And I'm going to pray now before Alan comes up to lead us in a time of ministry. Thank you, Father, that you have rescued us. Thank you that because of your immense mercy and incredible love, you have embraced us. 
You took our sin-dead lives and made us alive in Christ. And you have seated us with Christ in heaven. What a privilege and honor to know that heaven is our home. Help us to live our life here on earth to the full, seeking to do the work you have prepared for us and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Amen. Thank you so much, Shirley. Um, so much to think about and reflect on. If you're able, would you like to stand? Shirley was sharing with me before the service that she sort of had her servant all ironed out. And if you know Shirley well, you know she's organized and prepared. And, and then she just felt the Lord speaking to her yesterday, last minute. And, just laying some new things on her heart, which she's shared with us this morning. And sometimes the Lord does that as preachers, and you kind of think, what are you trying to speak to me about, Lord? But actually, it's normally not about the preacher. And God has something to share last minute. because he wants to speak something specifically to someone who's going to gather here this morning. And maybe through some of the things that Shirley said, she's been, or God's been speaking through her to you this morning. that thing about religion being the things we do that Christianity is spelled done we just need to receive, it's about his grace we don't have to do anything or wrestle it's just about us receiving maybe God just wants to say to you this morning, just receive don't need to fight or wrestle just receive Maybe God speaking to someone this morning about the sense of being alive. What does it mean to really be alive? All of us are alive. We can all breathe and run and jump, some of us. Jesus says that you will have life, that have it in all its fullness. And for many of us, we don't experience what life looks like in all its fullness. Living in peace and joy and grace and patience and free from worry and anxiety. The band's going to lead us in the time of worship and if you respond to any of that or you like prayer for anything else then we'd love to pray for you this morning. Feel free to, someone you know, ask them to pray for you. There'll be a few of us down the front by the side here. We've made some space in the back as well. There'll be some at the back. Just make your way and we'd love to just to pray for you and pray that Whatever you feel God is saying to you that you might cement in your heart or release something and allow you to walk in freedom. So Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd come, that you'd speak to our hearts and that we would receive whatever you're saying to us this morning. Just make your way to one of the team. We're wearing orange 
lanyards this morning. So easy to recognize. Just make a way. I'd love to pray for you. Christ who out of defeat fills you with new hope and a new future help you to come alive this morning and live this new life that he has for you and the blessing of God Almighty the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this morning throughout this week and evermore in Jesus name